sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning. May is here. First week of May. I love first week of May because first week of May, we have our college coach, Ryan Carpenter, is in the house. Woo! Hello, everybody. Uh, Dr. Amy took a week off last week. We allowed that. Okay, but she's back today. I'm excited about that. Christine Marie. With Hello, her good take on, on her take on life, a view from the deck. I love that. Don Sanders, our producer, Richard Dugan. Of course, we have our team king in the house from SM, Shakir Ahmad. Um, I want to just real fast, we're going to get to Shakir. We're going to talk about a lot of really cool subjects today, but I do want to um, mention our, we had a little road trip and thank you, Don Sanders. Uh, we had a little road trip. We vi- visited the owner of what's terry's last name don i forget already do you remember carabatos thanks yeah would it ever oh, forget that would have crushed the name no matter what carabatos carabatos terry you're killing it air pizza oh hi yes all right i know it's a little uh, costly if you're in santa barbara but if you wanted to take that weekend little joust thursday friday saturday sunday it's worth it. it's new york uh pizza we had we did what we did the greek we did the greek uh, we did a couple. We did yeah. the pepperoni. We did the pepperoni. He he we gave me a pepperoni to go. Isn't yeah. that nice for free? Now I'm not saying go down there and say Erica says you're going to get a free pepperoni to go. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is I like his model, and as soon as he gets up and running fully, what he's doing is the whole air uh, name Athlete. has to do with athletes in, in recovery. recovery. And that's what he's promoting. He told us his story. It's heart wrenching. He gets it. Um, he's just all in 100 percent. So we need to support guys like that in this community. Always. He's going to be very successful. It's great. Don, did you like the pizza? I know you did. You've been there many a times. Yes, I do. We've started getting ours made to order with extra sauce. Oh, that's this little secret sauce. Extra and what's really nice is for uh, Christine when she jumps in the car with us next time because she didn't make this first uh, road trip. OK, maybe uh, Dr. Amy, Christine, they have the uh, alternative choices for the dairy. All right. And so free. and the gluten free. So we didn't we didn't go down that road because this was cheat day for Erica. OK, <laughs> so uh, I don't usually do I cheat. No. I never cheat. OK, I'm not a cheater, but every once in a while, it's just a so slight, Shakir, a slight modification. That's all it is. My, just a slight modification. Cheating. It's a bad, it's a bad <laughs> word. cheating. So air pizza Shakir. Oh, hi. It's in a part. It's in a great shopping center where the CVS is. Yep. Right. What, yep. what street is that on? Uh, Ventura. Ventura, Ventura Avenue. Ventura Avenue. It's yeah. off of Ventura Avenue. Really easy to find. Very happy inside. Miramonte. Of course, I had to check out the bathroom because I'm a mom and I'm weird. Very clean bathroom. <laughs> and I didn't even have to go. But, you know, I have to give my whole, you know, two cents on everything. So, yeah, good stuff. Good times. Ryan, you like pizza? 
Oh, who doesn't like pizza? I'm just saying that some people, I want to try to find a person who doesn't like pizza. So uh, I do you, like the white sauce, though, more than the red. I, have to I know, white pizza. I told him that, to be honest. I go, have you ever seen the white pizza? This is a big no. <laughs> Dr. Amy says, no white pizza. What are you doing? That's not pizza. Does he do a pesto? Does he do a pesto pizza? I like the pesto pizza, too. Does he do pesto pizza? The green yes. sauce. Yes, he said he does pesto pizza. Shakira, if you went to Air Pizza in Ojai, what pizza would you be ordering? Uh, I'd probably just get like the plain cheese pizza. Plain cheese, because you're Shakira. You don't need you don't need nothing else. Just the nope. cheese. Just like nice. that. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right, cool. So since we got you here, Bob and I want you to stick around for a little bit. But let's get some action. SM action. What's the recap? What's going on? At All right, I'm Shaq on the air. I got you with the royal recap, and a lot of our teams are finishing up league right now. Um, Softball, girls lacrosse, and boys lacrosse are both all three, third in league, my apologies. But the rest of our teams, baseball, boys volleyball, girls beach volleyball, boys tennis, swimming, track, boys golf. They are all league champions, uh, swimming and track, both undefeated in league, which is very impressive. Wow. And we just stay winning over here at San Marcos. But on top of that, we got a couple roundtable athletes this week with Justin Hess and Mackenzie Favre. And then our McDonald's Athlete of the Weeks from the last month, we have Jaron Depew, Joaquin Sandoval, Jacob Snodgrass, and Anna Dazelewix. That was a tough one. I couldn't <laughs> get the pronunciation right. My bad. But on top of that as well, we have a couple Athletes of the Year. From our winter sports, we have Sergio Diaz, Ava Stryker, and Juan Torres. And from the fall, we got Jacob Snodgrass again and Natasha Gill. And that's that's it. Royal Royal all day. You know, I, I want to give <laughs> shout outs to team athletes because at the end of the year, you don't realize how hard you've been really working until you get together and do your awards and you really look at mm. everyone's records and what everyone did individually. And it's it was always a shock to me. I was in track uh, and field. It was always a shock the when the awards came out. Wow, I got an award in a uh, mile relay where we didn't win, but I got an award because our mile relay set a team record for the school. Mm. So shout out to our teen athletes. And, uh, and also the scholar. I love the list of the, scholar, the top scholar athletes. That's always been because I am like, how the heck do you have a four five? And, and then you have that whole academic rigor on top of everything else. Oh, That's just oh. amazing. Go, go. I forgot, to, I forgot to mention our girls basketball team. Uh, they were honored uh, with uh, the best academic team at the school. And they had the chance to go to Angel Stadium at the baseball game. And they were uh, showcased there, like on the field, which is really cool for them. So. Wow, I've never heard that before. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That is really good. Fantastic. All right. So this is what we want to do. A um, couple of things have been coming up and we've been tossing it around, talking about it, not talking about it. But now it's getting a lot of air and a lot of place. So since we have such a great academia, everybody, there's teachers here, there's college coaches here. We have students here. We have doctors here. We just have philosophers here. We have Everybody that we need to let's just throw this out. You want to say what's topic? So Santa Barbara News Hawk, uh, News, uh, yeah, News Hawk put an article out. Um, our Santa Barbara School Board is uh, hopefully relooking at iPads, which right now are being issued in uh, elementary school to our our very young 
kids. And so, Shakir, what we wanted to do was just to get your input about um, how iPads are being used in school and as a teen, um, your opinion about uh, uh, your younger uh, classmates and their use of Elementary technology. School, kindergarten, first, second, yeah, you know, grade. What they're seeing is um, there's a adverse uh, pediatrics, uh, pediatricians are seeing an adverse effect to social uh, ability to interact socially with our younger kids. So we wanted to get your input about your use of technology and so forth. Like if you had a little cousin or I don't know, nephew or something like that and said, hey, you mm-hmm. know, 24 seven on this iPad, especially with all the game and everything else. What say you as far as the schools getting involved in? dispensing all this technology uh well you know i think the schools like actually giving out the ipads to everyone i think that's a, a good thing so everyone has like a chance to have access to, like that technology and help them out their schoolwork. and then i know there's um kind of controversy with like how it's being used and how much is being used uh like i've heard at board meetings board meetings where uh parents and like multiple people have came in and talked about how like it's poisoning their brains and all that and my opinion is that's not necessarily the technology's following itself. That's just more just uh, how they were brought up, more or less. I think that's more of a, a parenting issue more than anything. Like if they think their parents or their students need to be out and interacting more, that's something that they need to teach them themselves and then just get themselves out there, in my opinion. Because for me, uh, the technology, it's really been helpful. And I think that goes for a lot of the older students. Uh, and my sister, I know she has uh, the school issued iPad as well. And it's not something that, stops her from being athletic and getting out there and being around and socializing with her friends. And at times it helps out actually communicating with them, communicating with them more. So in my opinion, I think the technology in the school, I think it should stay. I think times are changing and it's the type of thing that we need out there. So I wouldn't want that to be taken away from the students at any grade level. They just need to be taught how to balance it more or less i think it's just balance. i it's love it right let's go around let's go around this I wanna, okay, i'm gonna chime in so this is raya and i think that the district should listen to everything shakir just said um because Shakira, it, the mouthpiece i love it yeah i mean it, the, the access to, uh to technology issue is solved with distributing iPads, um, they're the, you know they're they're having access to gaming and social media on their phones. So let's come on, let's be real. And then the other thing um, that oh my gosh, my brain just left me. But I just want to say that that he hit the nail on the head with every point. Um, it is hugely beneficial. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. The the thing that I attribute the the let's call it a um, developmental delay that we're seeing in some of the youth right now. It's because of COVID and the lack of interaction at being at school for the past, you know, that period of time, they didn't get to experience what would normally have happened in terms of, you know, conflict with peers and learning appropriate behaviors. We are at the high school level seeing a delay um, in, in their skills, their social skills as a direct correlation of what, of, of the isolation, not the iPads. That's ridiculous. Sorry. Soapbox there. No worries. No worries. No soapbox. All right. We've got a couple of, no one want to do. Let's go to break. 
And then I want to hear from the rest of the crew. All right. This is Eric Asalda, the Queen of Teen. Good topics. Fill up your coffee. Be back with more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with a view from the deck. You can find me at Paradise Found in downtown Santa Barbara on the third Sunday of every month. Um, you can also give me a call at 805-350-2705. And you can read about me at their website, Paradise foundsb.com I'm on the readers page um, we were talking about child, small children on screens and let me tell you I was a Waldorf trained early childhood educator and the philosophy behind that is that screens in a sense can almost steal a, children, a child's imagination and that children when they're in the first um really seven years of life need to experience the world around them and come into the world around them and have experiential play and connection and all these things. And that's actually myelinating their brain and, and really helping them um, orient into the world. And only after there's been a certain um, amount of really interaction with the world and human beings and the and, and everything around them sensorially, then are they ready to go on to the, the aspect of where their brains are ready to go into a sort of, what do you want to call that? Uh, I can't think of the word. My brain's not working right now, but <laughs> tangential or where, where you're not in the, not on, in the inconcrete. Right. And that's where you go with the screens into the inconcrete, into the intellect. And really, the small children, they're there to be in their bodies. They're still, their organs are still growing. You know, all these things are still happening. The first seven years, we're still completing our organ growth. And the most important thing is to have social interaction and human interaction and world interaction and nature interaction. Those things are so hugely important. That's my soapbox. I love it. Uh, it's Dominique Hackett. As a mom of five kids, I, uh, with my five kids, kicked them outside to play. And part of, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, all five of my children are all different. They all use technology. They love technology. Um, we have debates about uh, being addicted to computers and so forth as they were growing up. But this was my point is as kids, the eye-to-eye contact with the adults in their arena. When we talk about it takes a village, we're really talking about eye contact. And that eye contact with other human beings is critically important for the development of the brain and the development of our our social skills. Mm -hmm. And we know this because infants respond to faces. So the importance of having that human contact, I'm uh, concerned that we as a society are allowing technology to babysit our children and that we are going to reap the effect of having generations of human beings that don't have that um, real natural empathy and social skills that develop from an early age. 
Okay, that was heavy. Go. Don't you love this show? Seriously. We have this, but we all love each other. We all have lunch at the house every Thursday. I really it's like I, we, we respect everybody's opinion. I love it because it really is a slight. Everybody here really does represent this county because if you're going anywhere else and you'll hear you'll get different points of view, right? I yeah, love it. I yeah. just love it. So yeah, there's a lot to consider. Don Sanders has a has an opinion. I represent Ventura County as well. <laughs> and, and so so when my mom, uh, my mom would break my TV addiction, we didn't have all these other distractions when I was growing up. Somewhere around noontime, she'd say, turn off that television and go outside. And so, you know, modern technology is great. I think we can all agree that it's nice to be able to look up something on your search mm-hmm. engine rather than struggle with a stack of encyclopedias that are 20 years old. But we also need to be 100% responsible for how we use this technology. In the end, and, and you can't be expected to be responsible for this when you're a young child. That's what we have mentors and parents and people looking out for us for. But we need to be able to control our minds, not let our minds control us. So, you know, if you, if you uh, know that you're spending too much time on screen, then make use of that for the highest priority stuff and then go outside. Go get some, go get some interaction. Go get a coffee and, and make an effort to talk to somebody and have face-to-face communication. It sounds simple, but it's not. You have to discipline yourself. Well, it's just we're dealing with children here. And like in my particular case, being that you know, crazy helicopter mom, what I did is I really monitored my kids over the top. So for example, just to get to school, we, they went to St. Rayfield's. It's like they could watch Power Rangers for the second commercial. Then they better, their butts better be in the car. Okay. <laughs> so, it's like I, I really navigated that. So, and they're all in sports 24-7, probably just like Shakir's mom. Managed the whole thing. I mean, we had practices every day. I was their coach. So from kinder class to eighth grade, we were on the move. So even if it, if it was each other's teams, the other one had to come. So there was really no time and we didn't have the iPhone. We didn't have phones. So it, it's a little different world. But that being said, I do believe that this new generation, because you follow kids and they're better, they're quicker, better, smarter. So I do believe genetically that, you know, the ultimate universe basically is guiding us all and i really do believe that they're like if you give them an old phone from the early 1900s they they don't even know how to lift up the handle and dial all right so i do believe it's they're kind of like genetically programmed for the technology so i think they're going to be okay but no i don't like going into a restaurant and seeing all the kids at the table playing with their uh, devices and the parents is just talking and not engaging with the kids. That that didn't happen with us because it was always about the kids. But hey, we're all here to learn from each other. So it's I think at the end of the day, um, thankfully we have Dr. Amy to tie this all together, and then we go to break. Okay, so this is Dr. Amy Saltzman from A Still Quiet Place and SpotAspider.com, and I think. Often these issues get framed in terms of either or, and I'm going to go for both and, um, which is especially during COVID, I feel like it was super important for um, kids who may not have 
access to technology, to be given that access for both their learning and their socialization. So we made some adaptations during COVID that now are having maybe some unintended consequences. And I think, you know, a little bit of screen time is fine. And we want to have our kids with no devices at the dinner table. And we want them to be able to have conversations and to have eye contact and read facial expressions. And they only learn that by doing it with us and with their friends. So I think as long as we're balanced and we're using our wisdom and the technology is being used for learning and some socialization as it was during COVID, then that's fine. I think the biggest issue is when kids are sitting on the couch and immersed in the screen and not having interaction with others, not having time to just reflect and look inward to be themselves and not being out in nature and moving their bodies. That's where it becomes problematic. Nice. Good job. Shakir, at the end of the day, if uh, we ever need some uh, wisdom, we know where to go. Okay. Cause you nailed it. I really do. I believe it's, with it's parental. It's you are step, correct, I think Shakira. you're 100% spot on. It really does go with the family and how they have to navigate it all at the end of the day. Shakir. Yeah. And I just wanted to add too, like with like um, personal uh, devices, there's literally um, parental controls on it where you can have time limits on it. So they don't want their kid on their device for that long. We'll just boot them off for them. And then if it was really an issue with like the school technology and all that, just watch your child. And if they're not doing schoolwork on their iPad anymore, just be like, all right, put it down, go outside. That's nice. some grash, something. Really? <laughs> Is that what your parents do, Shakir? Oh, well, I mean, I'm at the point where I'm conditioned to already just go outside. But what did they do athletic. early? Because they um, obviously instilled some healthy right. attitudes about this. Well, I mean, me, I didn't get like a, a phone until like the sixth grade. And my sister, on the other hand, she got like second, third grade, something like that. And so I was already like so active enough where I'm already, already involved in so many things that I had to just go do this, go do that already. So I wasn't like had the time to just be on my phone all the time. And then I was never really allowed to play video games during the week anyway, either. So I had to like save from those screens, couldn't watch no TV shows until all my work was done. So, I mean, I had like, like boundaries and like limits on what I could do. So, and that's helped me to just want to actually be active going forward. And as I grew up, I was like, I want to be outside. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. And then when I'm on my downtime, then yeah, I could be on the technology and do whatever. So it's just, you got to find the right balance. Just, yeah. If we have some time, I think if they're going to instill and give us all this free technology and everything, maybe it'd be a really good time. And we'll get with Ryer after these messages. Um, let's talk about maybe flipping um, the way we approach school and learning and not have any homework. Well, we think homework should be uh, some people propose like Colorado, I believe uh, homework should be done at school. That there should be, you know, someone around so that you don't practice it wrong. And there have been studies to show that learning increases when you have uh, people assisting while harm is going to be done. Well, different countries. I mean, the, the top scores. If you look at Finland, Denmark, they don't. They, the kids do the work in the school where they have the teachers there to help and assist. 
Right. So, and then they have after school programs. It's all about community and they're killing us in so many different levels, science, math, mm-hmm. and they start school later too. So anyway, maybe we'll touch a little bit on that as we introduce our college coach, Raya Carpenter, right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Good morning to Teen Sports Radio. Welcome back. This is Dominic Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And uh, we've been discussing the topic of technology and use of technology in school and so forth. And um, really, really appreciate the access to technology, but it seems like a balanced approach is what we all agree is the way to go. And um, I just wanted to add just one more comment that um, when we see someone working with uh, a younger uh, teen working with technology and there may be um, a uh, we can see that they're overusing it. I want to encourage everyone to have patience with that because there is a dopamine effect that we get when we use technology. We, we get in our brain, we get this positive feedback. So our bodies are going, yeah, yeah, yum, yum. This is working great. And it, we're just not realizing that there are other things that need to happen. We need exercise. We need sunshine. We need social interaction. So I want to encourage everyone to have a great amount of patience as we work with our kids and technology. That's that's really well said, because you try to take away the, that little device at certain times, you might get you know, a little bit of resistance. You know, so, so, you know, just keep smiling, as they say, and Maybe uh, uh, introduce something else that needs to be done, like maybe mowing the lawn. Yeah, we'll figure. We'll you'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Have patience. Have patience. But what I want to do is because of this big transfer of technology that's occurring, maybe the school systems and the educational boards can look at the way we're actually um, educating our kids. We've started off so for say maybe three, four hundred thousand kids participating in the homeschooling, and now it's in the millions. So I know I have a lot of friends that have actually left school and now doing the homeschooling. And it does seem a lot easier and a lot less stress. Not that the children don't have work to do at home, but they really all the homework and everything is done in that homeschool environment because they're clubbing it, making uh, grouping it. It's not an individual homeschool experience. It's people are gathering together in a class, getting all the work done. And once the class is over, and they're, they have to, they have assignments, but it's not really homework. It's just preparing for the next day. So Raya, do you have any um, opinions on that? Especially like in the higher levels in the high school level, do you think that would work or no? I, I mean, I think it's a, it's definitely worth investigating it, but the thing that I get hung up on is the preparation for the style of education at most of the colleges and universities in the United States, at least where it's test, test, final, and you're on your own to assign yourself homework. And so how, you know, how do we prepare students for that level of um, effort outside of the classroom 
and and initiative and discipline. So that part um, it, it essentially would have to um, be, uh, you know, everybody getting on board from post, you know, secondary, right? So right. it'd have to be it'd have to be an all in situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish this for all teens everywhere. In our household, we had interesting people come to dinner. We had interesting books that my parents were always reading. They read the newspapers. We had uh, Sundays were our day of where we took a break and we spent family time and played board games. So um, there needs to be balance in the home. But I agree that that discipline of pursuing knowledge yourself. I was given Ben Franklin's autobiography to read when I was a kid. And Ben Franklin used to read and then summarize a paragraph in a sentence. And that's how he taught himself. He was mostly self-taught. And so uh, and he was an incredible inventor. So that that instilling that uh, discipline to pursue wisdom and knowledge on our own is what makes us successful in college. And I agree that that's something that, um, wow, if, if it can't be passed on by our parents, we have to pick it up from our school. And at the end of the day, the root of it is the, the wanting to learn. Because if, if a person is hungry for the knowledge, they're going to be very successful at the end of the day. If your story is oh, trying to make mommy happy or you know, I wish I was working. And if you have all these distracting thoughts and your mind just goes over and over and over and, and keeps telling you that story, no, then you're not going to be successful. And you're going to be in that large percentage of the first year that doesn't want to participate in the system because you're burnt out or whatever the reason is. So I, I say to everybody, you know, listen to what your kids are saying. Don't, don't put what you want for them on them because it's like, I've shared this story before with my youngest. I just dreamt of him going to Westmont, just dreamt of it. I was so excited to start going to games, started taking him to the baseball games when he was in high school. I just envisioned him being on that ball field just and it just brought me back all these memories but no it didn't it didn't go down that way so i just really would encourage uh, any parent not to do that and listen to what you know finally when my son finally went he goes mom stop i'm not going to westmont I'm like oh <laughs> it was that one defining day <laughs> it was so hurtful but you know i got over it i had to grow i had to grow and learn that's all. I got that information and I learned very quickly in about three days. Uh, I came out of my depression and and Ellen McKenzie helped me. OK, my therapist. So it all works out. I really do recommend therapy. If you're just not holding on, if you're holding on by a string, go find yourself somebody to talk to. Raya. No, I mean, I, I think it's it's beautiful. And it's funny because um, I I don't know if it's funny or not, but. I had planned uh, to talk to you guys today about SAT and ACT stuff because it's kind of that time of year to start registering for these tests if you're going to take them. And it, it kind of depresses me that I am, you know, bringing in this this topic that, frankly, I wish would disappear um, where, you know, where these the we're having our kids robotically do some of this uh, ridiculous stuff to create opportunities for themselves for college. But I think actually I can spin this a little bit more so that it is in line with what we're talking about today and really acknowledge this amazing gift that we have been given um, 
with a be, entering this test optional or test free world. And so it, you know, as a res, we were headed in this direction anyway, because, you know, there's been question over the years about, uh, you know, access and equity to test prep and potential bias in the exam uh, design for the SAT and the ACT that are used traditionally, you know, as the second most important thing in college admission. And we, you know, so th there have been questions for years about whether or not this is really a valid predictor in somebody's ability to be successful in college. And so there's been a lot of work done to eliminate these from the admissions landscape. Um, and the gift that we were given with the pandemic is that it was essentially impossible for people to get into tests. And so, uh, you know, now that we're in this, this test-free world, um, it has given students so much freedom to decide what they're going to do with their time. So do we want to talk about this a little bit more? Do we need to go to a break? Let's do a break and then we'll talk about it a little bit more. And in the house, just uh, just walked in, as they say, Richard Ellsworth and Alex Romero is, is also with us. So let's take a little break. It's Erica Saul, the Queen of Team, will be back with more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Raya Carpenter with Balanced College Planning. You can find me at balancedcollegeplan.com. So just wrapping up this conversation about this test-free and test-optional world. It's important for people to understand that, especially in California, you do not have to take the SAT or the ACT for admission consideration at the Cal States and the UCs, and of course at our community colleges. So that that's they are all test free, which means they will not look at scores even if you send them. This is a wonderful gift. It frees you up if you're only looking at UCs and Cal States or community college. It frees you up to spend time on things you actually care about: uh, your athletic pursuits, your extracurricular pursuits, uh, your academic pursuits. So please pay attention to the requirements that colleges have uh, for admission consideration. You might be able to bypass these tests entirely. If you are in 11th grade, this is the time to be looking into that. You can go to fairtest.org to look up this information, or you can go to the college websites to look up the information. So I, um, I'm excited for students to be able to spend more time doing things that actually matter to them instead of engaging in test prep and test taking. That's great news. Wow, that's nice. exciting. Fantastic. Now, this you said you mentioned California just real quick. So if you wanted to go to New Hampshire, you have yeah. to check 
and ask them because we don't know about the East Coast schools. Right? Yeah, exactly. So there's two ways you can check on the policies for testing. You can go to the individual college website or you can go to fairtest.org. If you see test optional as the policy, that means you can submit a score if it's competitive or you can completely opt out if you don't have a competitive score. So again, we used to have students who would engage in test prep uh, and send thousands of dollars and really just, you know, their stress level would go through the roof trying to get to that perfect score. Well, now you don't have to do that. Uh, so, you know, if you're close to that competitive score, sure, do, do some test prep, talk to your counselor about, you know, what would be a competitive score, that kind of thing. But um, you, the students have the power now. It's amazing. Oh, good, good, good chatter. Uh, Ivy League schools, they, of course, would want some of those test scores, right? No, they're, no, they're so they're really working on their equity and access um, issues. And so they actually, you know, at this moment in time are test optional, right? So it, they're trying it out. Uh, MIT, though, is not test optional. So, so you do have to submit a score to MIT. You do have to submit a score to Georgia. Uh, Florida public schools are requiring scores. So you, you definitely do need to look at the the policies for the various states or the various institutions but again in california it's it's a done deal for the cal states and the ucs if you send them a score they're not even going to look at it for admission good chatter all right let's take another little break fill your coffee cup up may 3rd all day we'll be back with more after these messages And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. Uh, again, here I am, Christine Marie, with a view from the deck. But actually, I have a view from the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership for you all. And the commitment number 14 for this week is creating win for all solutions. And the above the line, as you know, we've, going to, we've been going above and below the line is I commit to creating win for all solutions. Win for me, win for the other person, win for the organization, win for the whole, for whatever issues, problems, concerns, or opportunities life gives me. So this is really oh, wow. pivoting pivoting from a you know win lose situation to to a how do we all win how does how do we how do we make it work for everyone what is the way how do we if we're going to look at this um, process we're looking at right now how do we um, provide children with a capacity to not only inhabit their bodies and the world and 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 develop in the best way possible as for human development and then also allow for them 
to to work in the modern world to move in the modern world you know with with certain things and i you know i have my own my own opinions on things and yet i also like to you know they, they t- the book specifically talks about keeping a sense of wonder about what is the option are we really you know am i am i really stuck in my perspective can i be truthful to my perspective can i have candor and say this is how i feel about things which i did say hey i think it's probably not so good. And at the same time, can I be open um, and in a space of wonder about what is the right possibility? I don't, I'm not necessarily right, but I do have the right to my opinion and you're not necessarily wrong and you do have the right to your opinion, right? So, right? <laughs> We're all right here, you know? So, um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a kind of getting curious and allowing for solutions to to come from wherever they need to come from. Everybody has a solution. Um, Sometimes I think about the idea of, you know, that tension between the opposites. John, I know like you're going down, you're reading, you're, you're constructing, you're saying something that was so well said, Christine, Don, what say you? Yes. I, I just want to throw in there. I like the, I like the broad picture after all these particulars are sorted out and we're trying to do the best we can. You are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. Mm. And if you nice. and if and if you uh, and if you can frame that in your mind, that's very powerful. So we've talked earlier today about you can wake up in the morning and your mind's running away from you with all kinds of crazy monkey thoughts about things that you know you wonder how it's all going to turn out. But uh, take a deep breath. You know, go outside in your backyard and put your toes in the ground and just remember, you know, the whole the whole universe is contained within you. You're not just this powerless little drop in the universe. Nice. Dr. Amy. Um, I agree with Don and I agree with uh, Christine about looking for the win win and the true solutions and about speaking, you know, there's a real strength in being able to speak your truth and hear the truth of others with mm-hmm. compassion for yourself and compassion for others. And so that's what I'd encourage people to practice. Nice. Richard, Alex, round us out. Okay. Alex with Fit for Life 805. I think it all comes down to perspective and being open to listening to the situation at hand or whatever situation you're in it's either a glass is half full or a glass is half empty and i think if you're always open to the idea of looking at the positive within the negative you can make things work if you're open to that but it it, it always comes down to perspective and of course respecting other people's opinions and and always finding that win-win solution it's hard to do but if you just kind of breathe and settle down and and look at all the options you can make it happen alex is our resident trainer and believe me he knows how to get it out of you okay i know personally okay when he said to me when i was dying looking for oxygen he says erica i love you and i got myself back up on that ball (laughs) (laughs) and then because i have self-esteem issues and he knew it okay (laughs) he helps me don and entertain us for a minute 
I was just trying to uh, I was just trying to remember that that old uh, little uh, 20s song. You know, you got to accentuate the positive, elim- eliminate the negative and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I love that. Oh, my God. That was awesome. That That's was a cleanup battle. Bases loaded. Okay, they did a walk off. Good job, Don Sanders. Uh, we have a couple of updates, real quick, before we leave. Uh, one, Foresters still need our help. If anybody has an extra bedroom, please contact the Foresters. Um, they've got like 10, 12 guys that they still need housing. That would require a uh, commitment for the half of June, all of July. And if you could just do July, that's okay. But Hey, let's help the Foresters bring home their 10th championship. And last but not least, uh, we had a great meal, Dominique and I. We've done lunch and dinner. Check out the Timbers, okay, in Galita. It's reopened. It's awesome. The owner's name is Gino. I'm very impressed. The staff is fabulous. Great lunches, great dinners. Um, if anybody has anybody in the room tried the Timbers here, Shakir, anybody? He helps out Hello. DP high school a lot. Uh, he's got a special needs son. You're going to love the guy. He's, he's so, I'm I actually invited him. Hopefully he'll be joining us next week. Helps out DP a lot um, with their um, sports programs. Super nice guy. Love the inside. Super clean, clean bathrooms, nice ambiance, great lunches. If you have a veggie, um, if you're not a meat eater, they have big lots of meat and steaks and everything for dinner, but their lunches and their salads. And, you know, if you like the fish and chips, not that where's where's Richard? Is he here yet? Thank God he doesn't have a speaker on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not saying I had a bite of the fish and chips. OK, I know that's not on the meal plan, Richard. All right. But uh, the food is excellent. So anybody else want to give a 10 second shout to a business they tried or a restaurant? I really want to support restaurants. So if anybody is eating out at a restaurant that just opened up in Santa Barbara, because, you know, we had this massive wipeout of closures. So let's support the, the new ones that are opening. So nobody. You know, right. um, Lilac Cafe actually expanded. Lilac Patisserie expanded. Nice. So, um, yeah. so let's check that out. For next week, we got Timbers, Lilac Cafe. This is Erica Salt of the Queen of Keen. Keep smiling. God bless. See you next week. You're the best. Oh, wow.